So on our phone, we can look through timelines and see old images of ourselves. And although I know that is me, I don't feel any connection to that version of me. And I don't know where the gap was between the past me before I went through all the trauma to the me now. Hey, it's your host, Jazz. My Instagram is j.c underscore jazz. And today I'm going to be talking about trauma, grief, and dissociation. I went through a really hard year and I lived in Chicago and it was a very traumatic time in my life where I was coping through life and living on survival mode at 18 and 19 by myself. And I've been looking at photos of me before the trauma and the pain and me now and it's not even the physical difference it's the difference in personality and in some ways I want to go back to that old version of me and cherish that innocence that I lost and get a win from her but then me now knowing all what I went through and also not remembering half of it because my brain blocked it out It doesn't want that. I think out of the most, I just want that innocence, that heart, that wonder, that curiosity. I felt like a lot of my curiosity through trauma in certain ways has been stripped into being skeptical and really distrusting of people and things. And it causes me anxiety. Another part of me grieves that little girl because she had so much love and so much trust and so much to give that I feel like due to the pandemic and due to having back-to-back situations such as living environments that were really toxic for me, um, being dumped last year, trying to adjust to a new city, watching my friend get really murdered, an essayed ex-friend on the train. These were just situations that happened and I didn't have time to stop because I didn't have time to fully lean on somebody and take the burden off my shoulder. And to be honest, last year, my mental health was so bad that I had to seek a professional um, person to help me or else I would have been put on academic probation. And of course, I chose the therapist and two therapy sessions, but it was just draining having to sit there and be honest with how I felt because me, the daughter of an immigrant and the daughter of an African-American person, like that's not really um, given you don't really have time for it. You're told culturally to get over it. So when I look at these images and I see somebody that's not me but has my face or get compared to this girl that I can't be anymore, it's devastating. It's devastating because I want to be her, but I can't. And 
I loved very hard and I hurt really hard. And it's not that I'm I'm incapable of feeling. I think there's more of a fear of feeling that deeply. The last time I felt that much love in my life, it was because I fell in love with an ex-fling of mine who was really red flaggy, but I wanted to see something that wasn't there. And it hurt me very, very bad. So my freshman year of college, to be honest with you, was very traumatic. Um, I changed a lot. I grew a lot at a rate where I don't fully know who I am anymore because I've had to strip away so much pain in order to see that I am not my pain, which was a very liberating process, but also a very painful process because I realized in that how hurt I was even before when I was high functioning. Um, And I was really good at hiding my hurt in ways that I'm not right now. And it's not that I intentionally try to disassociate through life. It's just that it happens that life gets so overwhelming that I kind of succumb to devices that get me away from having to feel that much and that could be weed uh social media anything where I'm consuming something other than myself to distract how I feel helping other people to the extent of neglecting myself like that's not healthy and I know it's not healthy and I'm working on it But I think for me, I found so much destruction yet healing in my relationships. I was involved with people that were emotionally dismissive to the point that not only couldn't they process how I was feeling and they would claim it was too much, but because I abandoned myself so much trying to be with them or was rejected in the process too, I eventually just walked away. And it hurt very much, but through that pain, I realized how to have boundaries and how to say no to others to say yes to myself. And Chicago was one of those experiences that didn't choose me. And it never did. From the day one of being there, it was just struggle. And I wanted to make it work and I wanted to stay in it. But I feel like the more I tried to stay in it, not only did everything I attached myself to get completely uprooted, uh, such as like support systems, therapists, friendships, uh, relationships, and just like my general belief on stability and security, it constantly was getting checked or questioned or destroyed. But it was beyond that, I found that The more I try to stay for other people in Chicago, the more I lost myself and the more I betrayed myself to the point where I had to get up and leave because I couldn't live like that. I wasn't living. I was barely getting through my days. And although I was going out to compensate for that on the weekends to have fun, like that's not life. The weekends are like two days a week and I worked all weekend like for one day on different projects so 
it was just very stressful. There's a lot of things I don't remember at that time in my life. I don't remember, honestly, I would say like October, November, December. Um, I have like really vague memory of it from last year. And looking at these photos invokes so much memory and so many things I don't want to remember get the reason why I've been going through it is not only to show myself how much progress I've made due to really unfortunate circumstances but also like I want something new and I think oftentimes we allow ourselves um we don't allow ourselves to change we allow other people to change and we accept that but we have a harder time accepting how we change and I'm not just talking about the weight you gain or the weight you put off or how you look I'm talking about the emotional change that goes within us. Relationships in Chicago that felt good to me, um, such as my ex-fling, feel horrible to me now. It doesn't feel good having people tell me what I can and cannot feel. It feels really fucking abusive. Um, It also doesn't feel good being in an environment where I feel like I'm on survival mode and hypervigilant 24 7 and you know a city environment you have to be you know aware but I was hyper aware of everything of everyone I was holding knives and mace and all these other crazy items on me because I was so afraid of watching someone get hurt again or being in a situation that I could possibly die in again and that wasn't healthy So I feel like in some ways the blessing is it was with losing myself for so many months, almost a year, that I was able to find a new version of me, one that I don't fully understand, one that isn't linked to pain, but one that is serving me better because this one has boundaries and this version of myself cares about myself enough to take care of myself and this one It's more true and honest about how I feel, even though it's uncomfortable. And yet I can also grieve the little girl that was fearless and reckless and ballsy and naive and pure and didn't have experiences where people took advantage of her or she didn't see as much as the bad of the world um, and the, the scary parts of life. And I can grieve her and want to be her in some ways and also accept this new version of myself and recognize it and also recognize the girl I used to be because that was real. That was a time in my life that was who I used to be. My friendships were who I used to resonate with that, are, that didn't make it this year. And that's okay. But that also takes time and patience and grace to give myself. Because I knew who I wanted to be at that time in my life and I couldn't be that. And although it feels like I failed, like, I didn't fail. I was dealt a shitty hand of cards, which everybody experiences in their life. And through dealing with an awful 
hand of cards, something better came and I became who I was meant to be. And I became more mature and more wise and I thought things through versus acting impulsively and throwing myself into any relationship because somebody shows that they love me. Now I love myself enough not to put myself back in a burning building that nearly destroyed me. That transformation of walking through the fire, being burned, being neglected, being deeply hurt, bleeding out, but yet still going and going and going. That was one of the hardest things I had to do in my life. Most loneliest time in my life because I didn't know if it was safe enough to attach myself to people. I could have given up at any moment and I pushed through with a broken heart, with despair in my eyes. I used it and I pulled myself up and I finished freshman year. And there are so many things now looking back I would do differently. I would never befriend people that showed me time and time again they couldn't be there for me and made excuses for why they treated me poorly. I would never date the conventionally attractive ex that everybody wants to have, yet this person is emotionally unavailable, dishonest, and tried using me. I would take time to get to know people before claiming everyone is my friend. I wouldn't rush into roommate uh, situations because another roommate is mean to me. There are so many things I would do differently, but I've realized through processing this grief and this trauma that there's nothing I can do in the past, but there's a lot of things I can do in the present moment, such as choosing to move on and choosing to love myself on the days that I'm hurting and going through PTSD and choosing something better because I'm worth something better. And I'm so grateful for working my ass off during finals and submitting my transfer to New York and getting in and getting the same amount of money. I worked so hard to not stay stuck, to not stay in a situation that literally almost took me out. So when I look at the images of myself, I see me, but... I don't necessarily see me like that. But I am proud of how far I've come from that. I know how much I've heard it and what happened in those photos and every expression I didn't make. So in some ways, I feel sad because I'm not that girl and I can't be her and I can't be in that box again. But in other ways, I'm grateful because look at the woman I've become. Look at the woman I have truly become through that fire, through that pain I rose. And it was painful and it hurt like hell. And I cried many nights and I had to get psychiatric help to get through that time in my life and be on medication 
But there's a joy in knowing that I'm not that person and I'm not making those same mistakes anymore. And I've learned those lessons and I've walked that path to know that it's over. And I would have further regretted not trying at all than to go through the fire and know that's not for me. So that's all I really have to say about trauma and my own personal journey with it. And I don't know if this will help anyone, but I hope it will. You are beautiful in every stage of life that you go through, even the ugly ones where your hair is like barely grown out fully, but it's still hair, you know? And I hope all is well. I love you, baby booze, and goodbye.